This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. And now, Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast. I am Christian Blatt, excited for another chat about Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, joined by the one, the only, Mr. Eric Connor. Good evening to That's none of you. Got. That's really, that, <laughs> you, 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 you want to... Should we cut and take it again? You, no, you have a better no, greeting no. for the people. I don't know. If they said Wakanda forever, it'd be a little. Uh, no, see that. Oh, yeah, I'm. Gl- you know what? I'm glad you said good evening, even though yeah, it's 11 a.m. Very, very much. Uh, very excited to uh, get a chance to chat again with uh, my pal from the heyday of AfterBuzz TV, Mr. Phil Phil Svitek. I almost called you Svil Svitek, but uh, <laughs> oh, Phil good. Svitek, who. Uh, I mean, we talked about a lot of things over there, but uh, we really delved into South Park more than anything else, didn't we? We did, absolutely. And uh, I just want to say good night. You know, we cover every part of the day. Oh, and then <laughs> we'll we'll see if if Khalil wants dibs on good afternoon or if he has anything else. Uh, what I can always say about about Phil Svitek, he's got integrity. So thank you for being here. I appreciate always. it. And um, for the for the first time, uh, filling in for our pal Nate Miller, who. Unfortunately, he texted me this morning. He said, I have no voice. And I said, what's the problem? But uh, I guess that that's not good for podcasting. So hopefully we'll uh, be able to have Nate on one of our subsequent episodes. But Khalil Bobo, thank you so much for being on today and uh, talking Black Panther with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excited. The voice uh, of the well, voice as yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> thanks for having a voice. You know, that's really what the prerequisite <laughs> is to be on this show. Uh, as as our guest, as our last minute edition, Khalil, uh, and uh, perhaps for a little bit too much of an obvious reason, but I do want to start with you. I want to get your thoughts. I have no idea what any of the three. I know a little bit what Phil thinks about Black Panther because I saw an Instagram post, but I don't really know what people thought about it. But Khalil, I didn't even follow you on Twitter until like 20 minutes ago. So I definitely don't know what you thought. So I want to start clean slate. What did you think? What were your expectations going into Black Panther 2? And what did you think of the film itself? Expectations wise, I thought I was I was looking forward to an explanation for Chadwick, obviously. Um, and I kind of expected it to be just as amazing as the first time. Um, now, after having seen the movie, I am. I, I it exceeded my expectations. Um, I, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a great tribute to Chadwick. I thought um, it was very well executed. Like we, it was basically we basically focused on grief, and yeah, I just thought it was it was great. And it was for it to be, you know, a superhero Marvel movie. It was like okay, we we did something different than the new bad guy beam in the sky thing. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I, I think that uh, the high points of the movie for me were uh, everything that you checked off. Uh, when we did our first conversation about this, I was talking about how I had sort of, you know, before the movie was close to even opening, uh, there was a part of me that sort of felt, I, uh, did they really have to not recast him? Wouldn't, you know, it's such a great character. He has such a rich history in the comic books, you know, T'Challa himself. And, you know, the movie, I think the, the biggest thing it accomplished for me personally was, yeah, I think it was better that they didn't, you know, I think that the mantle of Black Panther being something that can be passed, you know, look, there are characters I think you would have to recast, but this was like, no, we can, we can really explain it away. 
And yeah. uh, I, I think that this movie uh, was able to touch on all the things he said and so much more. Phil Svitek, your thoughts, yeah. uh, expectations going in and your actual thoughts on the film. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't imagine the massive weight. I mean, it's a Marvel movie to begin with, right? So there's a lot of expectation for, for that. Um, and obviously the, the weight of, you know, just, just the culture and, you know, everything like that. Like, so the pressure that everyone must have been under, um, I can't imagine, right? Um, and I thought overall they executed it really well. I, you know, I am very sad to not have Chadwick be both in the movie and also in our world. Um, and I imagine that they would have done this regardless, but I love the expansion of the world. That to me was the most exciting because I think the first one was great, but it hit kind of various tropes we've seen perhaps in other stuff. Um, and not that it made it a bad movie by any straight, like it was still very well executed, but I, I really loved exploring the different facets of this world, right? And that to me was the most exciting part of it. Um, and especially like, uh, you know, just the Afrofuturism aspect of it all and deep diving further and the different cultures, right? Um, and exploring as the, you know, places we've quite literally never been, been like with Atlantis, you know? Um, and I feel sorry for Aquaman too, you know? Because <laughs> now it has to live up to this. And 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 it has Amber Heard in it. So it's, you know, two big yeah. strikes against it. That, uh, uh, But uh, Eric Connor. Uh, let yes, us know yes. uh, sort of big picture and then we'll kind of work our way. Uh, of you know, we'll be, we'll, we'll basically Russian doll. We'll Matryoshka doll this. We'll start out with the big one and then we'll work our way down to the teeny tiny one. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on Black Panther 2? Yeah, I, I think you, you hit it right, guys. It's like the weight of this thing. Like, could you imagine if they did this badly? <laughs> like if they screwed oh. this up, like the pressure that cast must have felt the pressure felt by Ryan Coogler. I mean, I, I, I it's, I, I can barely fathom it because as you were saying, right, it's like so hard already to do a good Marvel film considering like Marvel far more than not has really hit it out of the park, you know, and even at their worst, it's still a pretty solid single or a double. Uh, but with this one on top of everything else, on top of how do you live up to the, just the, the giant shadow cast by Black Panther, which is the only one still that's been nominated for an Oscar, you know, how do you then on top of that honor Chadwick Boseman, who it, it was, we talked about this when he passed, you know, that he also like the world of baseball recognized him, you know, for playing Jackie Robinson. Like, yeah, like, I mean that, that, that 42 movie and I forget the name of the one where he's James Brown, but you know, those two, on were, those yeah. Were, yeah, get on up. Those were both like early in his career. And you're, you know, you're like, this guy's amazing. And then yeah, I was so excited with it with my wait, that guy's going to be black Panther. You know? Yeah. I, I agree. It like transcended just, Oh, he's that guy from the superhero movie. Well, and, and, and I think in, in some ways it's hard to look at this as just a movie on that end, you know, and, and there, there were some things that I, I, I suppose I, I'd call it nitpicking in terms of storytelling and some of the writing, but, but I mean, overall, like, you know, I see this with my, with my wife, with my friend Lou, who's my movie wife and my kids, you know, and I'm so glad they have this movie. I'm so glad they saw this in the theater. And I'll tell you that opening of the Marvel logo with just Chadwick Boseman, Oof. holy yeah. crap that Oof. like because yeah, like, in preceding that didn't do quite do it for me 
But yeah. that moment of silence, it was in so the, quiet. Yeah, in so the, quiet. Yeah, that's true. You, you, yeah. Yeah, you, you could have, uh, you could have heard everyone in the theater I was in, you know, power down their cell phone because they realized, like, oh yeah, this is, this is a serious moment. In the yeah. live chat, Dominicus Saxon, I like the silent homage with the Marvel splash page, and they had to Chala pass, pass away the same way that uh, Bozeman did. Yeah, they didn't have some mission gone awry and you know he which he, i love that yeah i, love, I watched yeah. it and i was like oh duh the answer was right in our face the whole time that's okay yeah, yeah and just it. the idea that uh you know if you know and shuri's grief not just that her brother died that i'm so smart i, I i'm pretty sure i could have helped him if he yeah. asked and you know, I mean, it's yeah. there's sort of that moment when she finally is able to to synthesize the plant later in the movie. It's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, this is how much time you needed. If you had had this much time, you you could have, you know, saved your brother in in some way. And yeah, it's uh, basically this idea of the grief we've all kind of touched on, and yeah. just the fact that she's like not ready to to deal with it, and just sort of watching it happen in real time. Uh, I thought that you know. The Letitia Wright has been great every time she's been Shuri, but I mean, she really got, you know, was front and center in this movie in, in the best way. Yeah. yeah. I think I also me, love that they didn't say what the illness was, you right, know, out of yeah. respect for him and everything. I, I, I thought that was like very tastefully done. Wait, yeah. Because instead of, sorry, uh, yeah, because they, they could have, you know, assigned a, a real world one, what would have been worse is like, and he got that space virus, you know, when they we went to, you know, some planet that we never saw them, you know, it just would have been like, yikes. What were you going to say, Eric? Well, or, now you're making me think of, uh, I think it was space dementia from uh, Armageddon uh, that Steve Buscemi <laughs> got. That would that, that I would have been okay with. But I, 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 I also think uh, Steve Buscemi had that in Boardwalk Empire. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> he has that in almost every role. Um you, you know, I think, uh, it, weirdly enough, Glee, yes, stay with me for one sec. Glee actually had to deal with this, too, when uh, Corey Monteith, like, passed away. And, sure. And the way they handled it there, same thing. They actually did an episode all about it, and they didn't say how he died. And I think, like, that's kind of, like, the smart way to go about it. And I hear they said it was a disease, but, right, not naming it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really kind of, it was a pretty bold choice, by the way, starting us mid like conflict mid like tragedy as it was unfolding. And we all know how that's going to end, but yeah. I was like, wow, they really like, they, they realized they couldn't turn from it. So finding a whole way of telling a story. I mean, of all these Marvel movies, you know, you think we've seen it all. Nope. Like the, to do a two hour, 40 moon, minute movie really about grief and rebuilding and mourning. I mean, that's not a typical comic book fair by any stretch. So yeah, I think they realized they, they, that was the only way to do it and to do it justice and do it well and also be able to make it. And the dog agrees. I mean, that's the important part. <laughs> and, the, and the other thing that is, you know, kind of bittersweet about that is it really does fit kind of well into the MCU as far as, you know, mm -hmm. we've coming out of Endgame, coming out of Phase 4, going into Phase 5, and we've got a new, sl a new slate of heroes. And so it's kind of, like you say, uh, grief and like a re rebuilding of sorts so it it's unfortunate but it, it just it fits at the same time it, yeah i think for yeah. me like the the aspect of her in particular being like if only i had known i thought was a clever touch because i think there's a lot of you know people and discussion in the real world of like 
could anything have been done, right? Because he was so secretive about this to the point that like even Marvel didn't know, you know, a lot of people didn't know there. Um, and so I thought that was a good reflection just in general of the whole situation um, because it allowed us to be an audience surrogate and more, I don't know, for me, eat more easily connect with Shuri and kind of be like, okay, this is her story now because she's me. Yeah, I think that in a lot of ways, you know, she sort of helps the audience deal with it. But, you know, we've sort of touched on this idea of what this must have been like, not just for Ryan Coogler, but, uh, you know, the cast and the crew and everyone who had worked with him, you know, not just on Black Panther one i mean there you know he popped up in a number of uh, you know both uh, the infinity war movies and and so on and uh, of course civil war so you know i mean they'd really spent a lot of time with this guy and and i think to have another actor step in no matter how great that actor would have been would have probably been too much and it wouldn't have been dealing with it you know it's like they they really have to acknowledge that it happened and yeah, you know, you, you touched on it and, you know, you don't get this a lot in film series. You get it more in television series, you know, like John Ritter passes away, but they continue doing uh, Eight Simple Rules and, uh, you know, uh, Red Fox died for a show that uh, was wildly successful and then they replaced him with Jack A. For, for and, a heart attack at that. Yeah, for, right, exactly. Yeah, I know. After, after all those that's times. That's the only way he could go. Yeah. No other way would make sense. Yeah. No, Red Fox, Red Fox went doing what he loved, grabbing his chest and saying, Elizabeth, they're coming. Being Elizabeth. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, and yeah, I mean, and it's also like, I I don't know. I mean, it's so, I, I you know, my, my kids are till, still too small to have seen these movies. They've seen these characters in, in animated form. So there isn't sort of, you know, but I think for a little bit older kids, acknowledging the fact that this guy died maybe in their own, you know, hopefully in their personal life, they don't, they haven't lost anyone. So, you know, to just deal with the reality of it, uh, I think it, it was, it was a really good choice. Um, I know, I think I, there's people that I follow on Twitter, Twitter, some people who sometimes have watched various iterations of the show who were gung ho for this idea of, why don't, why don't you just recast him? I think a lot of people have at least come around to, uh, I still would like to see that character, but I understand why they didn't. And, uh, you know, we can we can talk a little bit more about the the Black Panther that we did get. You know, I mean, I think the the scenes with Letitia Wright as Black Panther, uh, I think, were, you know, look, very look, as soon as you see the trailer, you know, who's in that suit. You know, it's yeah. uh, there yeah. wasn't really any doubt. It's like, OK, yeah. that's not that's not in Baku. You know, I, you know <laughs> I had a theory it was going to be Winston Duke in a special girdle, um, <laughs> which I was very sad they didn't go with. That's that's Black Panther three. All right. So you're yeah. going to have to wait. That's a straight to VHS version of Black Panther, I think. Yeah. But, you know, and just sort of the way she has to deal with her grief first about her brother, then about her mother. Uh, I thought uh, a, a nice, a, a really like the legitimate surprise in the movie, the most significant one was when we saw Killmonger. And I thought that that was such a great way to be like, we want you to know where she's at, you know, why this is the person that she sees. Uh, Khalil, what did you think about uh, getting to see Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger? Yeah, in that great, great surprise. I was not 
I, I, you know, in my mind, he was dead. So it was like, all right, we're not going to see him. So it was a great surprise. It made sense as far as, you know, where she was internally with everything that was going on. Um, and I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, the big bad in this movie was, you know, her internal grief struggle, like Namor, what didn't really feel like the villain to me. So that was yeah. that was great that we got Killmonger to come and kind of drive that home about like what she's dealing with because that in in my eyes that was the big bad for this movie. Yeah, I mean Namor has you know I I use this example uh, all the time. In fact, I'll, already referenced it in relation to this movie. But you know your your best adversaries, your best big bad, your best villain is somebody that you have a starting point where you understand completely where they're coming from and you probably agree with them. Killmonger right up to a point, even Thanos right up until a point. It's mm -hmm. a lot quicker when you start to go like, Whoa, okay. Thanos, that's a bit crazy, but, and it, it's, you know, getting to know Namor in the way we did that time that Shuri spends with him, you really get to understand him. You understand it. And then he's like, yeah. And then we're going to enslave the surface world. Whoa, Whoa. All right. Slow down, buddy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you had us like we were good. And then, uh, you know, you, uh, you you went a few steps ahead. Uh, Eric, give me your thoughts in terms of watching, you know, Shuri, one, deal with the grief, but then also the anger and how to take on this mantle of Black Panther. Yeah, I, I think having Killmonger show up when they did, was it was smart, too. It was like we, we needed to sort of put a face on that angle, that idea of like, okay, well, maybe revenge is the solution. Rage is the solution. And if anyone else had said it to her, it wouldn't land in the same way. Um, and also, by the way, I mean, Michael B. Jordan, man, it just, he shows up, you're like, oh God, that guy's good. No, Michael B. Jordan is so good. Yeah. That Fantastic Four movie was almost watchable. I mean, it still wasn't, but it was so much closer. If you only look at him and yeah, that's true. Team, it's a fine film. And then but the problem is there's all these other scenes he's not in. Um, yeah. Or, or there's other parts of the frame you have to look at that he's not in. Uh, he was so great in that role, though. And so, yeah, him coming back, you there was applause. I mean, that, that, which was also kind of funny. Like, the, the big bad from the first movie shows up again, and people are thrilled to see him. Uh, you know, and, and I think that it was a, it was a smart way of doing it. Um, I, I think what's tricky is I found so many of the supporting characters their voices popped a lot more than hers. And I don't think it's necessarily about Letitia Wright. I think she's a really good actress. She was very good. Even in, um, well, she in the, the death on the Nile, uh, one of those movies, she, she was great in that, you know, like, but I think like the writing of her was so much about her trying to take in what to do. It was almost like she was on the pause button for a lot of the film, enabling all these other characters to really pop and especially Namor. And uh, Winston Duke, by the way, I would love, you know, Girdle or not, I would love to see him have his own sort of thing, be it a TV series on the universe. He showed up and the second he showed up, I turned to my buddy and I was like, where's his movie? Because like he just owns that screen when he's on it. And and again, I think the writing again, all the acting is great, but I think the writing of the supporting characters, they just pop more because they just had that energy. They weren't sort of trying to figure out what to do, but rather they were doing their best thing. And yeah, um, and eventually she gets there, but it took her the whole movie. So it's it's kind of a tough thing to play, kind of a tough thing to write. 
the payoff is quite good, but really Namor, uh, you were totally right about that, Christian. He's, he's interesting. And I love how he approached. Yeah. We'll talk about him in a, in a moment. Um, I would say that I'm sure that uh, Kevin Feige can tell you exactly the date that the M'Baku, you know, eight part Disney plus series will premiere. Uh, It's probably 2025, but he could, he knows the date. Like it's already there. And uh, I'm there for it. it. Uh, Phil, sort of the, the same thing, sort of watching Shuri where she's at, at, the, the very beginning of the movie, once she finds out that her brother's passed away and just sort of where we go with her, you know, from a, from a storytelling standpoint over the the uh, two hours and 40 minutes of this film. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I love that journey of anger. Right. Um, you know what you sort of do. I mean, I think her journey is a reflection of Namor. And um, I don't look at him as a villain. He's just an antagonist. Right. And I think the similarities between them you know, are very deliberate, right? And their true villain is colonization, but, and I think deliberately they get caught up in an internal fight amongst themselves when, again, really they should be, um, was it France that was the main sort of like culprit of all of this that was like trying to steal the vibranium? The US was doing it too, but yeah, France, France got caught. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, somebody pointed out that one of those French mercenaries was Batroc. I did not recognize him, but uh, from uh, from uh, past MCU films, uh, in comic books known as Batroc the Leaper, uh, which is you know, let's just be glad that he's just Batroc in these. Uh, I you know, I was like, oh, I, I don't watch these movies often enough that he jumped out at me. But yeah, so yeah, Phil, the the sort of the big point. You know, the vibranium being sort of the metaphor for basically just colonization in general, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the colonizers not being happy that they're not number one, ultimately, um, you know, and the discovery of that and how it messes with them. So, yeah, I, I liked all the, the subtext of, of all of it. And, yeah, Shuri having to, I mean, it's very apropos that, like, her last final thing is to you know, have that ceremony and think about her big brother um, because she's like, she's essentially avoided that for, you know, not only just this movie, but like the time in between, you know, like we, we, we get a cut scene, right. We get, we get the death scene, but then a year passes and, you know, she hasn't dealt with it for a year. And so she's finally able to do that and, and start to process all of this. And I think, um, you know, it's a very emotional journey for sure. Yeah, I think that that was that was a good choice from a story standpoint to, you know, have that much passage of time. And then the fact that she hasn't, you know, hasn't been able to deal with it. I didn't want to say that she hasn't moved on. Uh, She just hasn't even figured out a way to comprehend it. Uh, I think uh, it it speaks, uh, you know, volumes to it. And, you know, they're in this situation where they don't have a Black Panther because of the events of the first movie. So, uh, that sort of puts them in an interesting predicament. I do want to talk about, about Namor. He's uh, come up a couple of times. And uh, what I had uh, said to people, uh, you know, look, of course, anytime that you take a, a you know, a, a character who appears one way in their initial incarnation, and then they seem different, they're like, right away, there's the, the there's always this little contingent that's like, oh my God, I don't like what they did to him. But I have never found the character of Namor very interesting. 
He's he's Mr. He's Mr. Spock with winged feet and the winged feet don't add because Mr. Spock is a way more interesting character than Namor. You know, he's always trying to steal Reed Richards girlfriend, you know, and I'm like, ew, you know, Uh, he's I thought he was great in this, you know, in another movie, he would have been the best part of it. But I don't know. I just thought he was a revelation. What did you think, Khalil? Yeah, I agree. I've never been a fan of Namor like he was. He was always someone that just existed to me as far as the Marvel universes go. I, I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I feel this way about a lot of the MCU movies. They do a good job of making you care about the characters you did not care about prior to the movie. Um, but yeah, Namor was great. I love the um, addition of, you know, um, the Mayan and Hispanic uh, culture that they threw in there. I, thought it was beautiful i loved it yeah i think that it just makes it so much more interesting you know that he's hundreds of years old it's tied to that mythology and you know you're able to uh you know really just bring different representation uh to the table uh we were making some old tv references earlier uh dominicus saxon one ups us uh, I'm just glad that uh, Tanakh Huerta uh, did a better job as Namor than Patrick Duffy did. Uh, Patrick Duffy, of course, did not actually play the Submariner, but uh, there was a series in the, I think, the late 70s uh, that was uh, very simple, uh, very similar to this. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't understand. You can't make the argument that, uh, well, they went and ruined Namor. It's like, no, I mean, he just. They he finally just made him interesting. That's what they yeah, did. I mean, Namorita is probably more interesting than he is, you know, because she has to deal with being living in, in his shadow. Uh, what did you think just, uh, you know, about the portrayal, Eric, of Namor, but then also just sort of the, you know, not just the on screen, but just sort of the, the building of the, this character, this this version of the character? You know, him and Aquaman both, like, you know, they kind of have their work cut out for them. Now, do you mean, do do you mean uh, Vinny Chase Aquaman from Entourage? Or are you talking? (laughs) That's the only one I know of. Right. Uh, Okay, good. No, no. Look, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, it stopped there in my yeah, mind. There, uh, there, there is no Jason Momoa in my world. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's like, right, in some ways you almost have to do the apology. Like, okay, we're not going to put him in his like little, what we call in Yiddish, his gakas, his skivvies, you know. <laughs> is that what um, they call that? The gakas. That means like your underwear. Yeah, it's a good word. Uh, we're, we're not going to do like that. <laughs> we're, we're not going to give uh, Jason Momoa an orange, orange shirt and tight green pants, although I think he probably could pull it off. Uh, I mean, so the, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk, talk about you want to talk about burying the lead though. Put a shirt on Jason Momoa. Yeah, about to say right, right. You know, well, they I, did. I, at the end of the movie, he had the yeah, uh, comic book accurate yeah. costume. Yeah, right. Well, and I think I what they cool. did here that was so smart is they really, I, I think, distanced themselves in a lot of ways from Aquaman, uh, both in terms of the storytelling, the design. Like they made uh, their version of you know an underwater kingdom really look like in essence like a a a village you know um that just happened to be underwater and so that i thought that was actually pretty smart but i i mean i i loved how they really linked you know the culture with mayan culture and also found this really interesting crossover with in essence wakanda and the idea like we're really similar like our journeys are basically the same people are always trying to take what we have and i thought that was a really smart way to do it and it 
set up a really good tension and maybe a partnership down the road, but they've also set him up that at any point he could easily be swayed. I mean, it's like when those times when Magneto in the comic would be a good guy, it it was always like, you know, the heel turn inevitably like always seemed to follow the baby face turn. So I I think they did a great job with him and I'm excited to see where he pops up next. I mean, it could be secret wars. It could be sooner. With Magneto, you always knew when he uh, when he breaks out the helmet. That's when it's like, oh, you know, yeah. that's like, yeah. Um, Phil, uh, uh, your your sense yeah. of Namor. Uh, actually, let me bring in this comment from uh, Ivan Soto. Uh, as a Hispanic, I'm glad he brought a lot of depth. I definitely didn't expect his name to be literal without love. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, him, but then also creating basically an underwater Wakanda, you know, just sort of showing that to us. I thought, uh, you know, I, I usually feel like uh, IMAX is a bit of a scam to get me to spend, you know, six more dollars. But I was very glad that I saw all of that, you know, on the biggest screen possible. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, it was really fantastic. I mean, I have to commend, I think overall, Black Panther, the first one, and now this one, you know, could really be standalone movies. I mean, sure, watching like the um, Infinity War and Endgame certainly helps fill it out. Um, and obviously the other ones, but I think overall they're very solid in terms of being self-contained in a way that most Marvel movies aren't. And so in that same respect, the introduction of, you know, him and I, I love the, uh, the siren calls in general, the way they attack that ship, you know, and we don't quite know. And, you know, we're still kind of reeling from, you know, the loss and then we're kind of introduced to this and we're kind of wondering, wait, are they from Wakanda? And then we're like, oh, it's not Wakanda because it's not, you know, once the reveal happens of, you know, who they are and getting, like, I, I thought we got to know a lot of the motivations and the culture and just basically, as pointed out, the depth of everything in a very short amount of time, right? And I thought, you know, I, I didn't know much about him beforehand, if, uh, you know, and certainly, you know, we've made the comparison to Aquaman and you know, you can think of Atlantis, but I thought they didn't use a lot of shortcuts. Like they really filled in the gaps in ways that you needed to. And I respected that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so something that uh, we touched on for a moment, Cam Egan directly says, when do you think we could see Namor again? And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, some of these big event movies, I think will yeah. impact the surface world, the undersea world and uh, the hidden world of Wakanda. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we would see him in one of the big event movies, you know, like Eric said, maybe it's Secret Wars, maybe it's something else. Um, I don't I don't think that the the films that have been announced, you know, Quantumania or the Marvels, uh, I, I don't Fantastic Four, but they got to They got to get Doom in there, too. So, yeah. And and you got to you got to get a Fantastic Four. You know, I mean, uh, I, I I'm in no rush for that movie because they seem to be taking their time, you know, and people Same. were like. We're not a. We don't have a casting announcement, and people were upset. I'm like, no, take your time to cast. We got to let the wound heal from the previous. <laughs> yeah. Before. Yeah. yeah. You know, just go back in. You get a lot of scar tissue. Right. Exactly. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see when we get him again. I mean, there will be more Black Panther stories. I like that they're tied together. You know, sort of that that moment where we see that uh, Shuri could have killed him. And, you know, I think uh, for storytelling and for 
universe building, uh, I think it's much better that she didn't, you know, that she came to that moment. And there's sort of this uh, seeming agreement. But then, of course, there's, you know, that moment at the end where it's like, yeah, but, you know, they're going to come around. They're going to see, you know, how bad these surface people are. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm I'm interested in seeing more of the character and very rarely, uh, you know, in the 90s, the Submariner had his own comic book. And at the end of each issue, I wasn't like, man, I can't wait for next month, you know. Uh, very rarely am I excited for that character. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, they did a great job. And um, I don't know. I thought it was uh, it, it was very interesting, you know, all all across the board. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, there's all of that stuff that we deal with. Um, but then also, you know, there's, uh, you know, this film has some great representation that we talked about. Obviously, it's a Black Panther film. Uh, and then, of course, you know, uh, we get this new character that's brought here. Uh, but then uh, for, you know, for some of us, we, we need uh, white people to, uh, <laughs> you know, to have, um, you know, look, I like Martin Freeman a lot. Boy, he didn't need to be in this movie, did he? <laughs> uh, but it's like he's in the other one. And I always like him. And uh, this graphic, uh, Eric, take a bow. Are you proud of yourself here? <laughs> exceedingly because i think this is the next great you know marvel disney show it's it's going to be it's... like heart to heart uh they hate each other they love each other because when battle. they got together it was murder <laughs> uh my funny valentina for our audio listeners it's a graphic um and um you know i don't know how much you know this added to this story but clearly they wanted to set up thunderbolts they wanted to deal with yeah. all, all of this. And, you know, I think that it can be very clunky. I don't think necessarily it was. We'll talk about Riri in a moment. Uh, I think introducing these other things, I think they made it work in the confines of the story. I don't know that we needed them, but I kind of, I kind of enjoyed this dynamic for the, for the most part. Uh, I don't know, Phil, what did you think about uh, bringing these characters into this specific story? For me, I could take it or leave it, but I yeah. I did enjoy that side of it that you know it it added scale to all of it, right? Because we had the um, the UN sort of meeting, and so obviously that ties into the larger context. And you know, I mean, these people are essentially representative of the U.S., the U.S. government, and so forth. And you know, um, I don't know. There's I, I love that sort of spy aspect of it. You know, he's thinking that he goes behind her back and then you know that sort of funny moment of like I knew what you were doing the whole time <laughs> um so yeah I mean you know it does certainly add runtime to it but I don't know I never I never found that the movie dragged or anything like that um so I don't know I, I didn't have as much issue with it as seemingly other people perhaps did yeah. Uh, what do you think, Khalil? Uh, you seem to agree with this idea of how tough it can be when you're, you know, I don't know what this is, movie 26, you know, and you're like, right. you're setting up the next 10 movies. So you still have to do a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that they did an okay job with it, but uh, you know, I agree with Phil. If the, if they had decided we don't need these characters in the movie, I don't think everybody's like, yeah, but where's Martin Freeman, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have remembered if they weren't there. Uh, I'm going to, you know, amen you and Phil's comments. I would not have noticed, but, you know, I'm a huge, 
I love the MCU. I love everything they're doing over there. So I understood like, oh, this is for the Thunderbolts. Cool. All right. That's why we're here. Uh, so, you know, I was fine with it. Yeah. And uh, Ivan uh, points out Julie Dreyfus being CIA is scary. She's beyond dirty. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think if you're going to be in the in the CIA business, you're going to have to break some eggs. Uh, I think that uh, makes perfect sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting casting to have her as we've seen Valentina uh, along yeah. the way. Um, and, I'm a fan uh, of no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think whenever you whenever, you, you know, the people that they've added, like we know they're adding uh, Harrison Ford to take over Thunderbolt Ross, you know, we're getting some of these these uh, additions. It's like, oh, yeah, no, these are she's not. I don't know. I mean, she's been in TV for so long in such iconic roles, you know, Seinfeld and Veep, uh, you know. Not, not to mention her, uh, her turn on on uh, SNL that no one remembers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, she's been around for uh, so long, and this is—I don't know—I think, I think she's great for this character. You know, uh, this very duplicitous, and uh, you know, the little, the little, uh, the bomb that really wasn't a big bomb, but the idea that they had been married is kind of funny. You know, uh, to just think about that moment where either one of them thought that was a good idea. Um, what are your thoughts, Eric, on uh, getting getting your funny Valentina into this film? Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to see her. I thought we'd see him at some point, even if it was right. just like a throwaway scene. But I, I mean, I was perfectly happy to see her. The issue is it, it didn't fold in all that well, I thought. Like, they didn't really pay it off. You know, yeah, she arrested him, but that was yeah. it. And then they broke him out, which I thought was nice. So, you know, I guess he's going to be hanging out in Wakanda now, which is fine with me, too. But uh, it, 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 it did feel like a little bit of a bump because uh, tonally it doesn't quite match the rest of the film. But that being said, I mean, I, I, I make this Photoshop, you know, with the skills of a man who barely understands Photoshop. But the truth is, like, I would love this show. Like, I have to be honest, like, I, I don't know if it will quite be an MCU type show, but the two of them together as exes forced to work together, like she brings such a great energy to the MCU in the way that they've introduced her. Now, I don't know if this movie needed that energy per se, sure. but I'm very excited to see Thunderbolts. You know, I'm excited to see how they could use her. I mean, I, I feel like she's going to have to show up in Secret Invasion at some point too. So, you know, there's definitely spots for her that make sense. I just don't know if this was it. Right, yeah. Well, obviously where, you know, the the... The, the key point of this film is setting up the, the next Black Panther. We have a female Black Panther there. It, you know, when this film starts, Wakanda doesn't have a king. It has a queen. And obviously there are some very strong female characters in this franchise, specifically Black Panther. Uh, I'm speaking of not, you know, the MCU in general, of course, but uh, you know, we've just with the, with basically with all the characters that we've had. And I think that they were front and center here. And again, I I wonder if we needed this to be the spot where they introduced Riri Williams because we all know that she's getting a Disney Plus show. However, I loved getting to see her. I loved her dynamic with Shuri. And, uh, you know, I think that it also just sort of, you know, has this idea of just all of these strong female characters. Her, you know, this college student who invents this one-of-a-kind device and she's oh by the way she's also come up with you know it's not stolen tony stark tech no she just invented it all herself 
Uh, so I think it, it's a great character. I'm glad they introduced her. I love her target ads where she's in character also, which uh, I've noticed a lot since the movie. But uh, give me your thoughts, Khalil, on um, bringing Riri into this movie. Whether she's essential or not, I enjoyed it is really the end of the day. Yeah, I, I was I was actually really I was really excited for this part of the discussion because Riri was my favorite takeaway from the movie. But obviously, I enjoyed honoring Chad and I liked the spin on Namor, but Riri was my like she's the one i'm very excited for this show now um i didn't i, I don't i've ever seen ever since she was like you know created in the comics i've been a fan and i didn't exactly like love the suit it felt like um it felt clunky kind of like a gundam almost <laughs> but um yeah I, as far as her in the movie her character everything i was like yep i'm here for it i love it sign me up can't wait for her show yes yeah, I think it's it, it's a great vantage point for how to, you know, what 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 they call for long running TV series where you do the backdoor pilot where an episode of a long running TV show is the actual pilot for a new show. And sometimes when you watch a, a show that was on for years, uh, you watch it in reruns and syndication, you're like, what, what the hell is this episode? You know, what is what is this episode of Who's the Boss where Fran Drescher and her friend want to run a catering company? And that's a real backdoor pilot for a show that really didn't happen. Uh, so, uh, but to put into this huge MCU movie, like, oh yeah, we're going to have a show. Do you like her? Yeah, she's getting a show. Let's let's get to hang out with her for a while. There's no better way. There's no better uh, spotlight to, that could have been shine, uh, shown on this character. Um, what did you think, Phil, of uh, getting to spend time with Riri Williams? I, I liked her as the character and I thought she brought a lot of dynamic. Um, the interesting part was the idea that, you know, they essentially had to kill her to stop everything. And um, it became like very binary as opposed to, I, I think there's a few other options perhaps. So yeah, it didn't feel excessive. The, that felt very excessive. Yeah. 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 So this is the part that like, you know, as we go deeper, there's certainly parts I could nitpick and this in particular, not her as the character, but her as, you know, her purpose this, in the story yeah yeah it's one of those things that this is where it's like okay maybe maybe you know we could have fine-tuned it just a little bit more yeah no i mean it's a it's a fair point and yeah there are there are there are little things there's little uh little pinpricks you can put throughout the movie for sure uh what did you think of riri eric oh yeah very similar notice phil i adored her I, I agree. The whole idea, like, remind me the money later. It, it had that kind of feel. Like, <laughs> stay here, and we might kill you, but we might not. Uh, just relax, uh, have have a drink. It, that felt a little strange. You're right. It didn't. The stitching wasn't great there. But I, I thought, though, this, you know, again, I as much as I love Valentina, maybe didn't totally quite fit. This fit quite nicely, though. Totally. Like, I agree. The plotting of it could have used some some tighter stitching, but. But I found, I mean, she's wonderful. And yeah. like, it got me so excited for her show, which I wasn't necessarily super stoked about until I saw this movie. And now I was like, yes. And and I love that she, as, you know, similar thing I was talking about with a lot of the supporting characters. She showed up and within like two seconds, like, all right, yes. Like she yeah. brought such a specific energy to it. Really funny, really believable. Like, and I could see even like the way her mind worked, like, it was funny seeing her kind of like immediately just get to Wakanda. It's like, oh yeah, I could do this. You know, she's like totally on top of her game. And and the idea of, by the way, a college 
set Marvel show is also exciting. Like, I hope it is set in Boston. I hope they take advantage of the fact that Boston, despite Spinal Tap, is a college town. And in essence, like, like let's see her dealing with her, like, full, uh, her uh, alias kind of like, I'm a grad student, but I also have to help save the world. So um, I think, or undergrad, I guess, in her case. Either way, I think she was great. I think they really nailed uh, the launch of that character. So Ironheart, I think, just got a huge shot of adrenaline. And all of a sudden, a lot of people don't know this character, don't know Ironheart, don't know Riri. They're, they're on board immediately. And that's that's no small feat. Yeah, and Dominique Thorne is the actress who plays yeah. Riri. Let's uh, make sure that we give her credit. Uh, I thought that uh, she she was great. It's very interesting. And yeah, I think that this advent of having so much content to provide for Disney plus leads to creating so many different kinds of shows. You know, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about She-Hulk. It was a very different kind of show uh, compared to even WandaVision, you know, I mean, which was the the first one, you know, you just, you follow all the way along. Uh, we've had some very different shows along the way. And uh, I think, you know, seeing where her story continues, I agree uh, with uh, Khalil's point about the suit. I think that the suit that we get in the show and it'll probably, honestly, it'll probably be like the first season's going to build to like, Oh my God, look at the suit now. But uh, you know, this, uh, this idea that we didn't quite get it here. I think that they're, they're holding, they're definitely holding a little bit back, you know? Um, And, uh, but I, yeah, I think that uh, it, I think it all worked, but I do agree. It is, it is a bit of a, a fault of the film that yeah that i mean i don't know i mean i guess because namor's like 500 years old he's very old school he's like well we have to kill her you know it's like you know the idea that you know they come up with one solution it's like well why can't we keep her in wakanda nah that's not good mm-hmm. enough i'm like all right well <laughs> what do you have it's like well if we kill her it'll just be you know she'll she'll be dead so yeah, I um I think in so many ways I think the the film uh set out to accomplish what it did. Uh you know, obviously the thing that's missing is Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. We were not going to get that no matter what they decided to do. And you know, we talked about sort of the intro in the beginning and then there's another very quiet somber reflection uh, homage to him very late in the film which I thought was uh, very nicely done and, uh, you know, just sort of reminds you it's that last moment of like, yeah, so here's, here's what we don't have anymore. Like we've got a lot of good stuff. And uh, you know, this idea also that, you know, M'Baku is going to be King of Wakanda, you know, that sure he's not interested in ruling. She's like, I'm just going to do my black Panther. They, you know, they basically set it up and they kind of explained it. They didn't actually show it, but uh, I think really getting to see, that dynamic I think will be very interesting. And I, I love the scene between the two of them where he explains that he, you know, that T'Challa made him promise that he would take care of her, you know? Uh, so, uh, you know, where, well, look, where the MCU goes is a lot of different places, but where the, the, the world of Wakanda and Black Panther go uh, after this, I mean, uh, I'm very interested to see what it is and, and when it is. Uh, what do you think you'd most like to see, uh, Khalil? I'll ask you first. With uh, you know, with the next time we see, really, you know, these characters, basically when we see Shuri again, and and you know, also you know, Mbaku and others, but really, the next time we see Black Panther, what are you hoping to to see from her? 
That's that's an interesting question because I really haven't given that much thought. Uh, I've been so in the moment. I have thought yeah, about sure. oh, what, when is when is the next thing? Um, I loved when we got Black Panther for the first time in Civil War. Like yeah. to me, he was the highlight of that movie, and through most of the MCU, I feel like outside of his standalone movie, we haven't really gotten a lot of time with Black Panther, like as a character. So it'd be great if we could, like, let's take Thor, right? Like, I love Thor. Well, I feel like we spent a lot of time with Thor. Yeah. A lot of time with Thor. I like him. No, no complaints, but I just wish I could say that about Black Panther. So as far as looking forward, if we could just, have him pop up some more. I, the issue is I don't know where it makes sense for him to pop up, but yeah, no, no, no. I, it, it, it's, it's hard to, that's why it's hard to kind of guess where it's, it's the same thing with Neymar. It's like, it's hard yeah. to know when we're going to see them again, but uh, you know, hopefully whomever the Avengers are in the future, I mean, a lot of them know her uh, that uh, there are obviously she's somebody to call on, you know, just uh, when she's when she's not wearing the suit, you know, I could see I could see uh, Bruce Banner, you know, wanting to you know pick her brain for, you know, some crazy invention he's working on, which uh, would probably, you know, go disastrously wrong and lead to a whole movie of hijinks, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Phil, what do you what do you think about what's next? Black Panther, MCU, just in general. I'm excited for M'Baku, like. You know, I, th I think there's definitely been a character shift overall from the first movie to this. Um, and it's very subtle and I can't quite put it to words, but, uh, you know, because we don't always get that much screen time with him. But I think there is sort of a shift in, you know, whereas before, let's say he was much more combative and, you know, his first kind of instinct, even in this movie, is to essentially go right against and like fortify their army and stuff like that. But I think, you know, he also understands the responsibility of being king. And so I think it's going to be a little bit more nuanced than perhaps he's been. Um, and so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm very interested in the young T'Challa, um, you know, with the post credit scene. Um, I, think that, I think that works on so many various levels. But um, from my understanding, uh, the actress of Shuri was just, kind of a nightmare to work with and i think that was like in in overall like sit down and shut up because we got well, and, and on deck we've touched on before uh you know she took a very strong anti-vaccine stance which people are, are certainly entitled to their opinions on things but when you're disney you don't really want people taking opinions that are even remotely controversial you know and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it, it seems like something that they don't want to have to deal with, but uh, yeah. they, they've got her, they've got Evangeline Lilly, you know, you've got people that are uh, out there, uh, you know, that are essentially front and center Avengers characters. And you're like, could you, could you be quiet? I mean, I know, I know that we shouldn't, you know, that we live in an age where people think that uh, free speech is important, you know, because it is, but uh, we're giving you an awful lot of money, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got some young T'Challa. That's why yeah. Disney was I, like, "We got to get her out of here." You you get this movie, the bitch <laughs> makes sense, and then you gotta go. 
I mean, it's entirely possible. I want to, but uh, finish your thought, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, um, obviously I don't know her. I wasn't involved. Um, and what she delivered on screen, I thought was fantastic. And I was able to separate, you know, the two, but that final post credit scene kind of reminded me of that. And, and also too, I mean, beyond the sort of gospel side of it, um, you know, I think, I think there's just a beauty to it of, you know, the lineage continuing because, Shuri herself thought she was the, you know, the last one and, and she's not, you know, now, uh, you know, she has a nephew. Right. So yeah. I think, I think uh, from that, just the storytelling perspective, I thought, I thought that, and where it goes, I mean, I have no idea. Um, but, but I've appreciated what Ryan Coogler has been able to, to do. And as I said, like, I think more than most um, it is a standalone ish movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about uh, keeping doors open. And uh, yeah, now that the mantle has been passed, it can certainly be passed again when it needs to. You know, we have this Prince T'Challa. And if they want to figure out some reason why, oh, actually 15 years passed in Wakanda when only two years passed in the real world. And now look how old he is. Uh, Or how about we don't explain it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's just an adult now. It, look, there's a lot of <laughs> options. Uh, what do you think, Eric, as uh, we look to the future uh, for these characters, but also how they, they fit into the the ever-expanding jigsaw puzzle of the MCU? Or, or, or Christian, they could have done it like Mork and Mindy when Murph was born and he was Jonathan Winters, big guy, and they get smaller. I think they should have done that. And then they yeah. were all safe. Jonathan Winters comes out of the gigantic egg. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of the great moments in TV history. That aside, uh, we, by the way, we have focused on some of the some of the worst storytelling in uh, in television history. You know, the the era of eight simple rules with David Spade. You know, uh, now we're <laughs> talking about Jonathan Winters. Spade. Yeah, we talked about Patrick Duffy as uh, I don't even remember what that show was called. I want to call it Aqualad, but it wasn't called that. Not uh, Lad. That was the other guy. Yeah, but <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Back to your point. Pa- Patrick Duffy aside. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, yeah uh, Letitia Wright with her whole anti-vax stance. Remember what they did to Ed Norton, right? Ed Norton apparently didn't play nice in the sandbox. And not only did they just like have him leave, but remember Kevin Feige actually wrote that note that got published that was basically saying, we believe in people who can co- collaborate and, and believe in the spirit of working together. So, I mean, they just like, buried ed norton with yeah that. which by the way why did you ever hire ed norton in the first place yeah you, you didn't what this was news to you right but, uh, but yeah i know i know what you're saying yeah yeah it's like hiring uh, uh i don't know uh, ezra miller at this point being like i don't know if he's in control of everything yet <laughs> yeah, well now, <laughs> um, now you want to talk about a, a film that's going to have a problem marketing oh, there, that's gonna be fun <laughs> um yeah but I, they, well, I, they, they wish, yeah, yeah, DC wishes the biggest problem they had was Amber Heard. Anyway, sorry about <laughs> you. Well, I, I think I mean for one, they're doing the Wakanda TV show, right? So that feels like yeah. a good solid place. And um, a million years ago, when when Christian and my eyes first, you know, uh, met, it was when Kevin Feige spoke at NIFA, and he he talked about like when they added. Uh, Black Panther, it was partially because they were worried they were gonna, they could not renew Robert Downey's contract. So the idea of adding Black Panther to Civil War was sort of like a, a potential stopgap. Like at some point they wanted Black Panther, 
but they're like, well, just in case we can't get Iron Man back, let's let's hand the mantle over to him. And and it's interesting because in doing that, you know, eventually it got us to Black Panther a little bit faster, maybe. But then what Black Panther did so well beyond just one character was the world and really well cast from the from the get go. So, you know, I think they've set themselves up really well with the world of Wakanda so that of all the sort of series, this one could really survive without its lead as powerful a presence as Chadwick Boseman had. The truth is they, you know, Cougar did such a good job with the building of Wakanda in Black Panther that it actually has given us several actors who we'd be thrilled to see in other series. So I think they have set themselves up well to kind of populate all over the MCU. Um, I, 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 as mentioned, Winston Duke to me though, feels like of everyone they got right now, that's the guy who feels like he could kind of hold up that mantle. Cause I, I, I don't know if Letitia Wright could, you know, even without the, I the, agree with you. Behind the scenes I stuff. agree with you. I think we yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think you know if if they are if they do have her continue as Black Panther for a while, I, I think that's probably about right. You know, I mean, she the, this character that they've created, it doesn't feel like you know a, a you know a, a monarch. You know, it, it doesn't yeah. seem like a ruler. You know, it's more like she can she can manage the goings on in a, in a lab it's or a temporary you know, situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. It'll, so it'll be really interesting to see real world reasons, uh, storytelling reasons, uh, what they do next. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's always interesting where we find ourselves at the end of an MCU movie because we're like, OK, but what about the next thing? Now, Angela Bassett, by the way. Yeah. That's yeah I, was one, that. I was always hoping that they would maybe I mean, I, I realize she's not young, but I mean, for one, I mean, her build. Like she has kept that Tina Turner, uh, you know, uh, for decades I mean, now. You gotta you, amazing. Yeah, I mean, look, you gotta you gotta learn how to 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 duck and run from Ike, you know. And uh, she, God, that movie was like thirty years ago, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I was just thinking about how long ago that was because I was remembering they they used to on on SNL they used to have Tim Meadows as Ike Turner, but it was like seventies right. Ike Turner. And he would always be like, I'm sorry, Kevin Nealon, because he'd always get angry at him. And uh, <laughs> God, that was so long ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, tremendous career. They built this great character. Uh, one of the uh, somewhere along the way, we got the insight that I think that even in the earliest incarnation of a second Black Panther, where it would have still featured T'Challa, she was going to die in it. That It was going to have a lot to do with it. So mm-hmm. uh and, and of course, what's love got to do with it. But we, of course, get to see, I, I don't know, I think she's great in this movie. And, you know, we only in passing mentioned, you know, all the actresses in the door, Malaji. I mean, the fantastic as always. You know, the, the, the fight scene on the bridge in Boston might be the best in the whole movie. And that's a one-on-one fight. No stone was left unturned, but in, in the best way. You know, I think everyone was really well served for uh, who was in this. And yeah, I'm glad you, uh, you mentioned Angela Bassett, though, because uh, she was fantastic. Uh, Ivan Soto asked a question before we go. Where did Shuri's incredible fighting skills come from? It's not a bad question because she got the strength. And then we didn't get the training montage like we usually get in a lot of uh, a lot of films. Uh, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> your two hour and forty one minutes becomes a three hour and one minute movie if we if we it's like and now you need to train and learn to fight. Um, you know, I, her brother was the back 
Black Panther. And uh, she probably needed to be prepared to be in situations where she'd have to defend herself, you know? So uh, it's, it's all right. It's a, it's a completely valid question, but uh, it's, it's all right. Oh, uh, but uh, Oh no. Daniel drew was the one actually, he said that the midnight angel suits that uh, the Dormelage got were great and uh, they did look good. And uh, apparently comic book accurate as well. Uh, it's been great uh, talking again about Black Panther Wakanda forever. So that's all the time we have for this episode. But if you would like to keep in touch with all of our panelists, uh, Khalil, I know you're on social media at Khalil Abobo. And you're also going to be doing a panel with Phil Svitek at LA Comic Con. Is that not correct? That's that is true. Correct. Very excited. December 3rd at noon in room 405. We'll be teaching uh, filmmakers how to make a feature film without, for cheap, without sacrificing ambition. Interestingly enough, on Saturday, December 3rd at LA Comic-Con, myself, Eric Connor, and uh, hopefully Nate Miller's got his voice back and Jeff Williams Jr. will be uh, doing a live episode of the Geekscape Book Club. I think that's in room 406. So not far for they can go Hello, to your neighbor. panel. Yeah, yeah, they can go to your panel, have a little snack, and then come on over to ours. We'll be talking about a Black Panther story called Sturm and Drang, which I chose because it is about an invasion of Wakanda from Atlantis. So you'll be able to find uh, myself and Eric there along with others. Phil, if people want to find you on social media, how do they do that? Just my name, at Phil Svitek, pretty much everywhere. You know, yeah, all the, and- the TikToks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, all that. And one of these days, I think we should just surprise people and uh, just go live with a South Park show. Uh, maybe the the next the next uh, Paramount Plus special because it's been too long since we've talked about it. It truly has, and I've been rewatching some old episodes, and uh, yeah, they they hold up. They hold up. Uh, Eric Connor, where can people find you? Um, not on TikTok because I'm old, but everywhere else you can find me. Count Eric Connor over on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Eric Adam Connor, that's me. And uh, yeah, we could play there. And I, and I look forward to seeing your panel at uh, Comic-Con. And uh, your film Other Voices is on uh, Amazon Prime, correct? Hanging out on Amazon Prime. And I think it's free with Amazon Prime right now. So you can save some money if you, you yeah, quick. If you go back the, to the incredibly expensive yeah. $5 rental price, you know. The only way you could get me to watch it, although I still haven't, is the idea of like, oh, wait, I don't have to pay extra. No, I'm sure it's... Um, yeah, oh, I mean, every time between you and Michael Shirley, the way you guys advertise the documentary. Right. To be fair, Michael Shirley watched a different movie called Other Voices, and he was very good. And he still blamed me for that one, which I thought was especially kind. Yeah. Which I, I usually then turn it around to blame you for the Doors album without Jim Morrison called Other Voices. <laughs> uh, which, because what we always wanted was to hear Ray Manzarek sing. In any case... I am Christian Blatt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Please subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube channel, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You'll get this show live uh, among with a variety of others. And of course, the Blackcast is found wherever you find your podcasts, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. That's all the time we have for now, but we'll see you next time on the Blackcast. Thank you for listening to The Bladcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, 
And of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on the Bladcast. Hope I'm saying this right. The Bladcast. Firestar, over here. Coming, Cyclops. This is our other new member, Wolverine. Hiya, doll. Want a piece of fruit? Bye, everybody. Goodbye.